This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. It's the panel part of the program. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. It's Tuesday. I see familiar faces. Kevin Gadette, president of Brightpoint Strategy, formerly head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. How's Kev? I am great on this great day for talk radio. Don't Thank you for that. Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Hello. It is a rainy day in Pizzaville, but the pizza is coming. Ooh. That's like code. Are you telling me, uh, Emmis, this is really going to happen? This is going to happen. My, uh, Jimmy my Micah's? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want to see that. You're setting the bar high, Rocco, yeah. on this Pizzaville thing. <laughs> okay. Listen, I sat in traffic on the DVP for this, Rocco. I knew the pizza was coming. <laughs> Let's wow. go. Uh, that's all it took to it's entice your average no, no, conglomerate. It was John pizza. first, pizza second. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. How are you doing? Just fine, John. Thank you for asking. I appreciate your coming in all. By the way, something we were just discussing, and I be remiss if I didn't run it by you, the August panel. You know, when the Prime Minister of Finland, uh, she's 34 years of age, they've got all females in Scandinavia now heading their governments. And uh, very progressive, social democratic nations. It's 2020, man. That's what it is, isn't it? Uh, and so uh, she's proposing a four-day work week at six hours a day. Rocco, as the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, your members would sign on to that, all 60,000, wouldn't they? Um, not at the current time, no. Uh, you know, look, at uh, there is going to be a massive debate about this going forward in the sense that um, as there's more and more automation uh, is one trend. But on the other trend is we have this massively aging uh, population with far fewer people working than those who will require those to work to pay for uh, many services. So... Uh, the 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 notion that uh, you can easily handle and produce everything the economy needs to have uh, done and take care of everyone who needs to be taken care of and do it on a four-day work week, I don't think we're there yet. All right. Uh, we're not there yet, but they're saying this is something that could lead to greater productivity in a shorter time span. Then people would have more time for R&R with their families and so on and so forth. Uh, do you see more upside or more downside, Kevin? Well, I'm especially worried about what it would be like to only have four days of talk radio instead of five. Well, I don't know. I'd worry about the others. I'm okay here. I'm solid. <laughs> I, I, look, the, the, I, I can't remember whether or not her proposal includes longer hours in the four-day week. or no, six no. hours a so, day. So, yeah. Wow. 24 in total. The 24-hour yeah. work week. Right. You know, Canada already lags in uh, metrics of productivity, so the idea of taking another day off at this point in time, I think there's important ways or reasons to focus on how we can improve our productivity. And uh, starting the conversation of improved productivity probably doesn't start with working fewer hours. Well, that is the argument. You know, like uh, increased productivity over a longer stretch actually affords people things that they might want, you know, whether it's toys or vacations that they can afford and so on and so forth. So they're willing to make that trade-off. Now, where that sweet spot is, is it 36 hours? Is it 40? Is it, you know, people log overtime if they have it availed to them. So, uh, but as a general rule, 
Are we slated to go anywhere near the four-day work week at six hours a day any time in our lifetime? Right. Was this also a question? Is this another, another teacher's union proposal as well, I, I wonder? I believe you can work that in at your leisure. Okay. Uh, but I want to... But the answer would, to that would be no. Right. But my answer, my answer to that would be, this is a, an idea that really appeals to millennials and the generations younger. What they have seen is that they have seen us, their parents, slaving for 40-hour work weeks. But we know it's never been 40, folks, right? We've always put in way more and burned the midnight oil after dinner and putting the kids to bed. So this very much um, really speaks to that generation who doesn't want to end up like this. And we're already seeing that type of work pattern with this generation in in many, many cases. You know, when it comes 5 o'clock, it's... You know, that that's it, pack up, and, and we're out. So I think that this is a very generational type of mindset. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of work still needs to be done as to whether, you know, is it 24 hours, 36 hours. By and large, if you work a 9-to-5 workday, you get in at 9, you sit at your desk, you decide to go for coffee with your, you know, fellow co-workers. Really, you're probably not starting work till about 9, 45, 10, maybe. But by and large... Clearly, you're not what? properly managed. <laughs> well, didn't, you, didn't you work there, for Rocco at some a, point? I was going to say, during the period of, I don't know, what was it, 2008 to... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is very Look, the much a generational is, mindset. It the really productivity is. is huge because the, the you could say, okay, let's work two days a week. Are you going to be able to earn enough to then live the life that you want and supply the things uh, that we need to uh, the economy as a whole? So, so those those are those are multiple things because you're seeing more and more people having to work multiple gigs to make sufficient money to to meet their needs and so this this notion without the productivity enhancements is a pipe dream. Well, I guarantee you that, you know, when you're first listening to this and you're thinking maybe as a younger person, okay, I'll do a four-day work week, but I'll, I still want you to pay the same amount of money that you're paying okay, me, yeah. but I'm just going to put that much more effort into it. So we know that that doesn't quite work like that, but I'm not sure everybody thinks like that. All right. Well, there are trade-offs, needless to say, and uh, to Rocco's point, I mean, you know, you don't have the productivity, but then again, you know, in a lot of places... That's not an issue because they're going to automation. So, you know, you can take your 24-hour work week. We'll get the robots. They don't complain about doing extra time. That's where we're headed. Another uh, issue that came up last night, I'm watching this football game, college uh, championship. and uh, What an is, amazing game. Well, it was to a point. I couldn't watch the fourth. I mean, Louisiana walked away with it. But here's the deal. Vince Vaughn, the actor, you know, wedding crasher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, He's seen in a private box with Trump and Melania, and then he gets up to shake hands, say goodbye, and uh, the video was captured, and it's gone viral, and a lot of people are showing contempt and disdain for Vaughn now because he had the temerity to actually be cordial to Trump. He's noted to be a Republican, Vaughn is, by the way, and uh, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, is it reasonable as a response to show disdain for Vaughn because he likes Trump, or is this just indicative of so-called Trump derangement syndrome, that people would actually react viscerally to this kind of thing? I mean, Vince Vaughn, he's an actor, so what? Rocco? And and being courteous to someone in a social situation to then get invective over that, I think, is way over the top. Kevin, I mean, I don't want to dwell no, on Vin, this. Vince Vaughn's like a unicorn in, in Hollywood. You know, the, the, the one or two or one of four Republicans r- rushing around Hollywood. So now he's got half the United States who are more aware of the fact that he's Republicans. So good for him. All right. Uh, again, this is just a quick aside I thought I'd throw at you. But uh, when it comes to social media, how about Michael McCain of Maple Leaf Foods, the CEO, in a moment where he expressed on 
the company or the corporation's uh, Twitter account that uh, he was pissed off at Donald Trump, my words, but uh, he, it was an unfiltered tweet about Trump's responsibility for the Ukrainian airline disaster. Uh, should he be criticized or congratulated? I mean, uh, Alyssa, you're into uh, the brand thing and PR and all the rest on the company's account. There's some folks now are saying uh, this was grossly irresponsible to do. I mean, some shareholders may look askance at that because uh, he is a CEO, publicly traded company. You don't play fast and loose with your own opinions on something that's supposed to be representative of a company that's kind of be got to be, for the most part, agnostic on these political issues, doesn't it? Well, you know, here's the thing. There's this new trend of CEO that's out now. Um, you know, their CEOs are basically charged with doing one thing, and that's providing value to shareholders, so make money. And that's been sort of a very hardcore principle. But, however, in the last two or three years, we now see CEOs wanting to do things for the greater good and companies doing things for the greater good. So that's when you get into corporate social responsibility. So when you see companies that are supporting specific issues like LGBTQ issues uh, over the past couple of years, that doesn't really surprise us anymore. However, when Michael McCain came out with this statement, first of all, it was on a Sunday night. So he certainly had to have some checks and balances that had to happen. And this isn't just necessarily a Michael McCain decision. It's really got to be a corporate decision. So typically, he does not have the keys to the social media account. No CEO does. Uh, he would have to go basically to director of communications, and they would tweak that message. But he's very fired up and very passionate. And on a Sunday night, people are going, okay, I, I see where you're coming from this and I'm with you. And then perhaps they went to legal. At least I hope they went to legal. And then he would probably have to inform his chair and his vice chair. So if all those people said yes and everybody is going behind the CEO and saying rah, rah, I wonder if there was that sort of like thought of 20%, what could happen? What could go wrong? And can you take the backlash that results of this? And a lot of people just don't think that. They think that what they're doing is very right in the moment. And he decided not to do it on a personal account. He decided to do it on the Maple Leaf Foods account. And I still question that decision. He can still have an opinion. And there's lots of people who use their Twitter accounts and say, yes, I am this, but these are my own opinions. But it, there's a very, very fine line here. And what I don't think that Maple Leaf Foods was particularly ready for, and I've really been looking at the Twitter feeds of this, is that it's really 50-50. And the people who are coming down are coming down very harshly. Now, this Against him? Against him. Right. For what reason? Because they feel that, who cares what your opinion is? Well, okay. You know, you're doing this on behalf of the corporation. This is ill-thought. This is ill-considered. And if you have an opinion, do it on your own time. But don't drag your corporation in it. Now, I understand that it was his colleague um, whose family uh, was killed in, in this uh, airline tragedy. And right. I understand that people are very emotional and very charged up about that. But if you have feelings about that. And if you want to express them in a in a positive and maybe a helpful way, there are other ways to do this. Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, what he's basically doing is <clears throat> saying Trump's responsible. I mean, people are even pointing to Justin Trudeau as uh, being somewhat, you know, uh, sketchy on that. I think somebody in the Trump administration was upbraiding Trudeau for saying it's not Trump's responsibility that this all happened. Uh, it's the people who gave the order to fire the missile, but still, uh, Kevin, to that point, when you've got a, a CEO and it's like they're freelancing on the company's account, that's almost corporate irresponsibility, isn't it? Well, I, it's a surprising move, in my opinion. When Alyssa mentioned whether or not, in an instance like this, you would think the CEO, these types of activities are meant to be strategic, and therefore they're supposed to get some type of approval from the board, or at least the board's supposed to be on 
approve these these strategies. They've got fiduciary obligations to shareholders on this uh, on this type of stuff. It's extraordinarily risky, in my opinion, to expose themselves to this, and the backlash proves that because now now people in in the social media world are rehashing the listeria uh, problems and the deaths that occurred thanks to Maple Leaf Foods and their problems. Uh, they're digging up the problems with him lobbying the Canadian federal government to go easy on China. Um, you know, if you're going to start casting, throwing stones, you better make sure you're not living in a glass house. And in this case, his glass house exposes shareholders to value uh, reduction, which I would think the board would be unhappy with. Look, every day um, President Trump tweets out stuff that would never make it through uh, the series of uh, decision trees that uh, Alyssa spoke about. And his supporters will constantly say, yeah, but um, this is a guy who's authentic, who will speak uh, his mind, his heart. Um, and you raise the Listeria issue. You know, one of the things which I think is an enormous virtue of of Michael McCain is is that there's an authenticity about him. I, I don't I don't agree. At the end of the day, I think you know, sober second thought. Uh, but look, I've made mistakes on on social media myself. Uh, <laughs> Not like this. Not of, like this. Out this of is, just, but yeah. but out of emotion and authenticity, I think he was um, personally distraught and, and emotional over over the the death of his colleagues. Uh, relative and 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 it went beyond where I think sober second thought he would have wanted to go. But part of that new CEO uh, that you were talking about is having people who are a little more authentic, less scripted, and that is part of the package that comes with Michael McCain. And I think he did a remarkable job um, in terms of facing the uh, the Listeria question, coming forward, taking responsibility, right. taking so the actions, g- that, that sort of gives him, uh, I guess, you know, it doesn't give you a, it doesn't give it doesn't you a free give you a pass. pass. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't I, I was just going to say, you know what might actually lend itself to uh, this, the zeitgeist of contempt for Trump, and he figured maybe I've got permission, I can go here, and there's not going to be any blowback or consequences. That's the interesting well, that's thing. that's why you have team and staffs, because yeah. when you're a rich elitist like him, and you live in a bubble, and you only hang out with other liberals who hate Trump, you get completely unaware of the fact that half of, well, you're consuming public and your shareholders, a whole bunch of them actually don't agree with you on this uh, lefty progressive stuff. Or you just have people who won't say no to you. Interesting. And that's, a, and that's yeah. an issue, too. Well, I uh, want to come back. There's another PR gambit that I wanted to explore here. Iran, are they being sincere in their contrition, saying, yeah, uh, we shot the plane down, and, uh, yep, compensation is going to be something we'll uh, address, all of those things? Or do you feel that there might be something sketchy behind what they're doing here uh, insofar as wearing the hair shirt internationally? With our panel, Kevin Gadetta, Alyssa Freeman, Rocco Rossi, and Sunday Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.